0: Hello and welcome to Working From Wisdom. My name is Tracy Garrity and thank you for popping in. In this episode, I am really excited and honored to be joined by Dr. Bill Pettit. Now, for those of you that aren't aware of Dr. Pettit, he is kind of a rock legend in the three principles understanding. And In our conversation, we spoke about the three principles and we spoke about Sydney Banks, something that I haven't shared in any of my previous podcasts. I have spoken about this understanding that I have um, that I coach around and that has helped me to transform the way that I am showing up in the world. But I've never actually gone into what that understanding is. So I thought it would be a lovely opportunity to explore that with Dr. Pettit because he learnt and apprenticed directly under Sydney Banks who explored and taught these principles. Dr. Pettit is a psychiatrist and he has spent the majority of his career awakening mental health and sharing the understanding that there is only one cause and cure for mental illness. And Dr. Pettit himself suffered from depression for over 20 years and had been to numerous mental health professionals himself and really wasn't getting any relief. And it wasn't until he went to hear this man, this man called Sydney Banks, speaking that he started to realise where his mental health really came from and As he deepened his understanding in that, he brought that into his practice and the way that he treated his patients and has had amazing results with that. And if you want to hear more about his work, he has numerous YouTube videos on PTSD and depression and anxiety and addiction and they're really, really wonderful. And. His website is called thedoctorspedit.com and there are a couple of programs up there at the moment. There's One Cause, One Cure and the other one is Exploring the Mind-Brain-Body-Behaviour Connection. I let him do most of the talking for this interview because I just wanted to listen and I wanted to hear what he had to say and I really enjoyed our chat and I hope you do too. Okay. Hello, Dr. Bill Pettit, and you are very, very welcome to my podcast. I am delighted to to have you. I feel like doing the Wayne's World. We're not worthy. We're not worthy, bow. Oh,
1: yeah, right, right. <laughs> Notice I wore my Irish green today.
0: I love it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you are
0: kind of like the you're like a you know the rock legend of the the three principles.
1: That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean I don't think of myself that way. So,
0: kind of are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that I I do see that I have there's a niche that I, you know, and uh, and so I I know that niche has kind of always been there. I think, I think the man who first saw these three principles, uh, Mr. Sid man- Sidney Banks. I think, I was the first um, psychiatrist who um, who saw that what he was talking about was, was, was paradigm changing, was could possibly be world changing. And uh, so I think that uh, <clears throat> that was one of the reasons he took the time and effort to um, mentor me for 26 years before his death in 2009.
0: And I have to say that the first time I heard you speaking <clears throat> was at the 3P UK conference in London in 2019. Do you remember mm. when we used to be able to congregate in large groups of people? Yeah. Um, and for me, that was <clears throat> that was kind of my first immersive experience into the principles. And like I knew about it, as in I had heard about it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, the three Ps, I get that. But I didn't, obviously. And listening to you speak, given that my background is in nursing and that I, you know, I I worked in the pharmaceutical sector for a long time. So it was really mind-blowing for me to hear you speaking from the perspective of somebody who's a a mental health professional, you know, And, and your seeing of it it really opened my eyes and and it was actually was when I came away from that conference that I I just knew something and knew that yeah this is it whatever people were talking about here over the last couple of days this is it I don't know what it is but it was really cool and um, it just had a massive impact on me and that's kind of when I went down the the rabbit hole of of learning more about it and it's been Really transformative on, on just a lovely simple gentle level nothing you know it's 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 been really magic
1: you know and i'm sure to some people who are listening to that their their alarms go off you know when we when talk about things being really magic and um, um my wife and i are are watching um the 2000 uh, we're watching the the series Merlin oh I've
0: actually watched it with my daughter (laughs) yeah
1: yeah and um I think it was in the UK in 2007 to 2012 but it's recently been released by Netflix and and so of course sorcery magic is is you can get your you can get beheaded Mm. for uh and I think people have you know not 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 that people think of sorcery, but when they hear magic, they hear anytime there's something that um, is outside of their realm of experience, they hear their alarms go up. I think their guard goes up. They think of cults, they think of mm. people that try to control what you think. Um, and this this is so far this understanding of the three principles is so far from that to me because Mr. Banks, uh, who was from Scotland originally, you know, he was an illegitimate child of a young uh, teenager in Scotland and was adopted out to a rather poor family. And, uh, and, um, had a ninth grade education and, uh, and then was married and was in Canada and had worked in a pulp mill for 14 years. And all he want, had a wife and two children and all he wanted to do was, he'd worked in the pulp mill I think for 14 years. And all he wanted to do was to stop arguing with his wife. That's all he wanted to do. They, they loved each other and they, they were puzzled that they were arguing too often. know they didn't understand why that was happening and and then they went to a program supposedly that was going to help them and and instead they had them learning how to fight fair and yelling at each other and and he left it and with another young couple they were sitting and the young man said he said something about realizing that he was really insecure Based on his past experience. And, and the young man said to him, he, he said, You're not insecure. He said, That's that's rubbish. He said, I he said, You just think you are. And that simple statement awakened Sid to a three-day experience where he was awake. And he said, I was very quiet inside, but I I just Kept, I realized that I was creating my experience from the inside out every moment of my life using this power of thought. And I, I, as, I, as I saw that, I was able to, to pay less attention. And what took the place of all that thinking was, was a feeling that you and I were talking about before we turned on the recording, a feeling of calm, a feeling of of presence, a uh, feeling of love, of gratitude, a feeling of, of being in the moment, and uh, and knowing knowing what to do next. That when we're in that feeling, uh, Mr. Banks talks about that wisdom always is wrapped in that feeling, mm-hmm. and life becomes simple. You, you 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 start seeing what to do next, and 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 that sounds so, that was so different from the way I learned, lived my first 41 years of my life. Before I met him, I was always in my head trying to figure out what I was going to do next. Instead of being in the present moment, seeing what to do next. So anyway, I got rambling there, but...
0: Oh. Uh, and that's, you know, it is... I thought of um, something came into my mind yesterday. I'm, I'm giving my my teenage son driving lessons, mm. and I remembered um, something that had happened between us. And when you're not aware that of this wisdom, and you're you're sort of you're not seeing it in the moment, you don't know what's going on. But when I reflect back <clears> on <throat> things, it was just. It was a perfect example of when our mind settles down, how everything is all right. And my son was six and I was explaining to him that his dad and myself were separating. So it was very emotional situation. And I was trying to use language that he could understand. And he was crying and he was very upset and You know, we just sat for a while and he was settling down. And I said, "Now, do you want to ask me anything, Oscar? Is there anything that you'd like to know? And he was kind of crying and, you know, settling down a little. And then he said, well, yeah, there is one question I'd like to ask you. And I was there, and what's that pet? And he's there and he just looked off and he goes, how does a bell work on a bike?
1: (laughs) How does a bell work on a bike? Yeah
0: it was like his wisdom his mind settled down he absorbed as much as he could for his 6 year old brain and his wisdom came through and took him off someplace else yeah and that was yeah. it and off he went and he was he was fine yeah you know and for me it was funny in the moment but when i thought about it yesterday i thought oh how beautiful to see that yeah. in action
1: yeah, that's a really, it's a wonderful example because we, we are, moment to moment, we're either in our life or we're in our thoughts. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. You watch children playing, and, you, and your son's a perfect example. They're thinking, but they're not in their thoughts. They're they're in their life. And he got present in his life and then looked to see what was really important. And I was wondering how Bell works on a bicycle. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. So I haven't in any of my podcasts so far talked about the three principles, you know, with yeah. my guests so far, we've spoken about the understanding because sometimes it, we can get a little bit tied up in knots with them, but Maybe you know if you could kind of give a, a snapshot overview of the three principles and your experience with what they they, they brought into your life.
1: Well, <clears throat> I, I wish I knew that uh, website that that Elsie uh, that, uh, has on the genesis of the three principles because I think it's worth watching. But I will ask uh, encourage people to go to www.sidbanks.com because um, that are interested that 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 are get curious after today's thing. And if they go there and they hit that link that that th- it'll say watch those three circles watch, listen, read. And if they go to watch, <clears throat> three circles will come up. And the one circle on the left is the Hawaii lectures and the one in the middle is the Long Beach lectures. And the one on the right is the um, uh, Washington lectures. And the reason I'm doing this Tracy is because I wanna put the principles in context. The principles are just a metaphor. They're not a thing, they're a metaphor. They're, They're a metaphor attempting to point to what's behind life, right? And, uh, and I think that when I, whenever I have people, or, I know other people are shy to do this and I'm just telling you what I do. I, I ask people to go to that website and to go to the middle one, which is the Long Beach lectures and, and watch the first 16 minutes of a 33 minute lecture called The Great Illusion and and if after watching that 16 and a half minutes they're not in you're not intrigued it's not for you right now yeah but i will tell you the vast majority of people who watch that first 16 and a half minutes they if they do it with any reflection at all as qu- to attempt to be as quiet as possible i I tell people before you watch the 16 and a half minute great illusion, do whatever helps you get present in your life. If that's taking a warm bath, I suggest it'll be worthwhile you take a warm bath. If that's sitting with your kitty on your lap and let have it purring there while you while you pet it for 20 minutes, if taking a little walk around the block allows you to get present in your life and out of your thinking a little bit, a little distance from it, from your personal thing, then I would do that. And then I would, I would watch that. So, um, a lot of times also people have this concern of how do I know this isn't a cult? And I tell people, you know, Mr. Banks had his experience uh, in August of 1973. He was, uh, he was 43 years old because he, yeah. uh, And um, he uh, refused to be videotaped for 27 years. (laughs) Because he said, quote, I don't want followers. Yeah. I will talk to clergy. I will talk to educators. I will talk to doctors. I will talk to mental health professionals. But I don't want followers. Now, I don't know of any cult leader that I've ever heard of that didn't want followers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that you had the 27 years, finally, he was 70 years old. We said, we had some audio tapes, but we said, Sid, you know, you're going to be gone someday. You're going to die. Somehow you've been allowed to see something very profound. And it's, it would really, really, really be nice to have some videotapes for people to feel the quiet, feel the presence. There's so much more in a videotape that's than in it's an audio tape. It's not the same as, as being totally present. I mean, just like this, this being on the Zoom, we're we're both alive, but it's not the same as if we were sitting. It's not quite the same as if we were sitting across a table with, sipping on tea while we were talking. Yeah, but it's close. And and the next step is you know Sid is gone, but we have, you can feel his presence. You can feel his calm. You can feel that he's speaking every, there's no teleprompter. He's speaking from the heart each moment. He's not afraid that he's not gonna know what to say because he's mm-hmm. so present. Well, that's powerful. That, that's really powerful. So, so that's why I encourage And And the Washington lectures were actually done at a medical school, at West Virginia Medical School by the, uh, the the chancellor of the medical center, who was the dean of the medical school, but also over the nursing school, uh, the dental school, the pharmacy school, uh, the o- occupational therapy school and the physical therapy school. He was the chancellor of the entire medical center at West Virginia University, where I was for 10 years at the Sydney Banks Institute for innate health at West Virginia University. So um, yeah. So, in and at the beginning, you know, when people these the uh, the principles are are universal mind, universal thought, universal consciousness, universal thought. And people sometimes would say to Sid, they say, Well, how did you why did you make these principles up? (laughs) Or, why, why, you know, or how did you find these? He said, I didn't find these principles, they found me. It came from inside. I it, I saw them as a way of explaining something that has been pointed to by by people through the centuries at different times. But but this you know as I'm I'm writing um, doing my best um, to write uh, at least two hours on Monday Wednesday and Friday. I. Uh, uh, may 31st of 2022 I'll be 80 years old so I've got about 16 months and I may not get looking chances.
0: looking well on it as we'd say over here bill
1: you know I feel well uh, you know I feel I don't know i if I had not if I had not met mr banks I think I probably would have been dead in my mid-50s from stress stress on my heart stress on my just mental stress, chronic mental stress. I I probably spent six to nine hours a day in for years until I was 41 when I met him on April Fool's Day, 1983, which is kind of fitting because I met him on April Fool's Day, 1983 and I had been going in and out of clinical depression for 21 years, Tracy. Hmm. I'd seen six psychiatrists. They were nice people. They were good people. They were caring people. They did not know what Sid Banks knew. So they held my hand and were present with me and, did the best they could to point me through the difficult times that allowed me to not have to drop out of college, allowed me not to have to drop out of medical school, allowed me not have to drop out of my residency in psychiatry. Um, but, But they didn't, I sat in 1983, well, so I sat there in 1983 on April Fool's Day listening to Mr. Banks talk and within 30 minutes, I knew that he knew a thousand times more Mm. about mental health than I did. Now, that may seem really strange to your listeners. You know, I, I had 26 and a half years of formal education. Mr. Banks had nine. I had, earlier you talked about having such respect for me at 2019 because I was a mental health professional. I had probably eight to nine, eight hundred and fifty to nine hundred lectures in my residency on mental illness yeah. and medications. And I had zero lectures on mental health. Mm. Tracy, wow. And yet, when I got board certified in psychiatry by the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology, because one third of it was neurology, they then gave me a label of board certified mental health professional. What I was in truth, much more accurately, was a board certified mental illness professional. Yeah. I didn't know anything about mental health. So, it, <laughs> yeah, you know, so so here I am sitting there, and within 30 minutes, I felt a 300-pound weight fall off of my shoulders, and I felt a quiet that I hadn't felt for a long time, and I had hope awakened that I could stop doing this to myself six to nine hours a day with my thought and, and wondering why I had a right-sided headache at the end of the day. So, so the three principles. So Sid talks about that, it, you know, I have a friend who's a, works in the astro, astrophysics. Uh, he's got brilliant 30 people. He's in, from the Czech Republic. He's got 30 people that work with him and they're brilliant astrophysicists. And he said, you know, when I saw the principles, I saw, well, of course. The universe is intelligent, mm-hmm. universal mind. It is intelligent. You can it, it's intelligent.
0: And you all might, you have to me- do is watch a David Attenborough documentary and go, oh my, who like that's just so mad. And or, of course there's the actual- intelligence behind that.
1: Right. There's an it's intelligent. You know, you but I don't know. I mean, I've heard people talk about David Attenborough. I'm going to one of these days. But to me, all you have to do is live life. Yeah. Watch the lemon tree every year, put out the lemons and the incredible flowers and the and the and this salmon going up against the thing and the and the and the wolverine knowing that there's a dead carcass of deer twenty feet deep in the snow in the Rockies and going to get it and Pulling it up to the top. I mean, there's an intelligence. Okay, so universal mind. There's an intelligence behind this entire universe. Universal mind, universal consciousness. The universe is conscious. It's intelligent. It's conscious. Hell, even this this virus is incredibly conscious. It's it's changing. It's it's aware that it's adapting. There's a consciousness, and it's creative. The universe is creative thought. Thought is the creative agent of, divine thought is the creative agent of the universe. So we are a product of that. Even Einstein said, there is nothing in this universe that isn't the same energy. Yes. David Boehm said it. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you, I can wrap my intellect around that, but re- someplace it resonates to me that that's true. That, that everything I am looking at here, from what I've been told, is made of atoms. And inside the atoms, there's electrons going three-fourths the speed of light <laughs> on
0: every atom. And wow. most of what makes us up, like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of what makes us up, is energy.
1: We're That's the great nothingness, yeah.
0: You know, form,
1: yeah, no. So, yeah. So anyway, so so mind thought, and so universal mind is is saying that you know it to me. As I was writing, I started to say, I I love history. I love world history. I love. I, I just I love history, and through the ages, as soon as there's any record, whether it's in pictures or later in writing, I I was reading about Stonehenge, you know, in my history, uh, National Geographic, I get two, uh, six six issues, and it has incredible pictures. It has has a 10-page thing, and we were at Stonehenge one time, but now they show that there's so much in that area And that those, that some of many of those huge, huge, huge rocks were brought from 140 miles away. How how did they, how, why? Why? Because there's something about people have wondered what people call God is. They've wondered what life was. And they've wondered how the two are connected. (laughs) And what Sid saw when he came out of his experience, and I've talked to his son, David, a number of times, and he said, he's just started saying, oh my gosh, I'm home. I'm home, David, I'm home. I've seen what people call God is, I've seen what life is, and I've seen how the two are connected. Hmm. And later in an effort to try to explain what he, and he said to his wife, He said, you and I are gonna be traveling. (laughs) Here he is working in a pulp mill. We're gonna be traveling all over Canada and then all over the United States and eventually in Europe. And we're gonna share with people, millions of people are going to be freed up from their unnecessary suffering. Mm -hmm. And eventually it's gonna change the fields of psychiatry and psychology. (laughs) That's what he said after having this experience and it all came true it
0: all came true and i love that you know for him it evolved so organically in that it was his neighbors coming sitting on his couch and having conversations with him and him just sharing that experience and that it just slowly rippled out to people and and how it impacted all of their lives right. it's just it's so beautiful the way that it unfolded so natural so you know yeah just I think that's wonderful
1: yeah and he and he went back to work and he worked for 10 months you know in the mill until the day came he knew it was time to leave he and he went and he just walked off the line and said I'm going to I've given my 30 days notice. And they said, well, you can't do that. And he said, Well, I am. He said, Do you have money saved? No. Do you know what you're gonna do? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know it's time for me to leave. But he talks about, you know, during those 10 months that he still worked there, Tracy, that the 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 people would were always asking him about things that, yeah, I mean, it was amazing that one time he was he was brought up to the second in command over the whole pulp mill who, who had a place where you took an elevator up and, and it looked over all the work lines and stuff. And, and the only reason usually you got called up there was to get fired. And the man closed the door, pulled the blinds and with tears in his eyes said, Sid, you have to help me. My wife won't even speak to me anymore. We can't speak without arguing. My 16-year-old son won't even have anything to do with me. This is the vice president of the company. Since pulled off the line. He says, why he says, because I know you know something. They said for two and a half hours. And he had hundreds of those stories.
0: Hundreds. Hundreds. I I love that because. You know, I got up in my head kind of, you know, around my coaching and, and, you know, bringing this understanding to other people and they won't get it. And of course it was in my head, like, how can people not see what is them? To me, it just, I, I had thinking around it and, and I think people are. They know it. They know it on, on a, a deeper level. They might know it in their thinking mind, but they know when somebody can help them. And like I, I've spoken about this with teenagers in the last few months. And again, in a, you know, on a way that they, they can sort of understand it and they get it, you know. And I, I always say to them at the beginning, please don't try to explain this back to yourself or to somebody because you'll get tied up in knots. Just, do you feel something? And they all kind of nod and, you know, and I'm like, do you know something in it? And they all just nod. And what's been beautiful for me to see is these are kids of all academic levels and all abilities, you know, and some of them, you know, on different, whatever, given different labels. And they all see it because it is who we are. And, you know, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, they get it because they, they are it and they, it's, it's inside of them. Yeah. You're not putting anything in. Yeah. There's, a, there's a man named Dean Reese Evans, who was an educator in the UK. He's been now in the Sydney, Australia for many years. And he, he's written over the years, he written, he's written a little booklet for young people called The Great Remembering. And it's just now, I think if you go on, I I, it, I think it's just on Kindle right now, but it's called The Great Remembering, Dean Reese Evans. And Dean talks about the day that he was as a, and he taught in, when his classes were junior year high school and he was making rounds and uh, and he was he was asked to monitor a freshman uh, test year year end test or just to make sure people weren't cheating or you know and he would just walk around. And have you heard this story? No. So dean dean saw this one young woman who had finished her test, but she'd written up on the corner of her test, "Life sucks." So he. He little, put a little note and said, "Do you really feel that way?" He dropped it on her desk, and she said, "Yes, absolutely." So he went over, and it's in the Great Remembering. He he wrote something like, um, "You have perfect mental well-being inside of you, but for what you're doing with your thinking, yeah, it's um, it's it's just who you are and what you are, and and uh, if you if you can just allow your mind to settle a little bit, you'll be back in touch with that something." He, he has exactly what he wrote on that. He dropped it on her desk. And, uh, and then he never had, and he just went around doing his job. And uh, two years later, uh, or a year and a half later, as he's teaching, starting uh, the year school year, she's now a junior. They've had no contact. She comes up at the end of the class and says, I don't know if you remember me but I was thinking seriously about suicide. That note you left impacted me. I knew it was true and it quieted and I, I'm fine. Mm. She's now 28, 28, 29 years old. She's in Paris. She, she's, she's doing fine. She's living a really nice life. And, <laughs> and that's what's so remarkable. For many of us, it's incremental, but for some people it just, they get awakened, you know. Mm. They, are you familiar with the My Guide Inside series? No. Well, there's a number of... of um, there is a number. I want to... This will only take about three or four minutes if I can do it. Yep. Yeah. There's a number of um, children's programs, and I and uh, one is in England. It's called the I Heart Program, and one is in the United States called the the Spark Inside, and one is in from the U, from uh, Canada by Krista Campbell and her husband Bob, who knew Sid from like 1975 on, 15 months after. And it's a little book. It's got little owls. It's called My Guide inside. And there's a there's a first grade through fourth grade, fourth fifth through eighth grade, and ninth through twelfth grade. And it's it's got and it's now being uh, translated into Hebrew, being translated into Italian. A child and adolescent psychiatrist, Angela Scarino, is, has gotten it translated into Italian. Um, it's being translated into Romanian. And um, knowing myself, and there's a teacher's manual and a, and a student's manual. And a lot of parents throughout the world with the pandemic are taking the time to learn this for themselves and teach their children. And what I'd like to do is to show you, you see this little blue? Yes. See the little blue thing? Yeah. So I'm going to read a whole bunch of pages, but I'm going to read the blue thing for the first four lessons. There's eight lessons here. And here's what I tell people, Tracy. I had 26 and a half years of education, and no one taught me these first four lessons for first graders. My life would have been so much gentler, and the lives of people around me and my relationships and everything so much gentler i'm going to read the little blue square here of the first four lessons for first graders think of the, think if you came to school in first grade and the first day the teacher said come along let's learn something new you have a guide inside it's wisdom and common sense Everyone, you're no one here is an exception. Everyone has this guide inside. Just look for the feeling. You can trust your guide, it points you in the right way. Wow, no one taught me that. Day two of first grade, and then they have there's exercises and stuff, but let's just pretend like you know, normally you would maybe take a week then to really let that set in. But okay, so oh, let's say you do the exercise and second week starts So first grade. Boy, in chapter one, last week we learned you discovered your guide inside. Chapter two, today, you begin to learn that your feelings are created by your thoughts. I thought it was created by what that person said to me. Mm-hmm. Or texted me or bullied me yeah my thoughts create my feelings all my feelings come from thought all yes all i can let unwanted thoughts pass by and well-being is present
0: Mm -hmm.
1: now that doesn't mean that you don't do what's right and you get injustice and deal with it but you don't have to be angry What's true is only hurt people hurt people. That's just true, the And the the evidence, the rates of depression and suicide among the bullied are the same as for the bulliers. Yeah. They're exactly the same. You
0: know, I always used to say to my kids, you know, if they were having difficulties at school, you know, with another child, I just say, that child is not bad. They're just sad. And you have to remember that, you know.
1: It's important. You gotta take care of yourself. And and it doesn't mean you don't tell the teacher or don't do what wisdom guides you to do, but you don't have to be angry, you don't have to lose your own well-being. Yeah. Number three, third week. Wow. First two weeks I learned there's a guide inside, and I learned that I that I my thoughts create my feelings. Number three, I let's learn now that happiness is inside of you. I thought it was having a pretty girl attracted to me, or winning a tennis match, or getting a high score in medical school. I listen to my guide inside, helpful thoughts pop up. My good feeling is present again. I see that happiness is inside of me. Wow. I would have saved a lot of looking in the wrong places for happiness. Number four, and this one, Tracy, and then because I'm aware of the time, this one, I tell people, you know, after 38 years, I, I try to let people know to be gentle with themselves on this journey, and that it's incremental. You see, Sid said there are an infinite number of doors of insight into these three principles. Chapter four, I said on my good days after 37, almost 38 years, I am a B minus on my good days and a D plus on my bad days on this fourth lesson, fourth lesson (laughs) for first graders. You're wondering what it is, right? I am. Yes. So here we are in week four, you learned all that, that you have a guide, The thoughts come from you. Feelings come from your thoughts and then happiness inside of you. Now you can learn to choose to be fast and furious or calm and curious. Let's learn something new. I can see that I am thinking fast and furious. I can choose to let it go. I can be calm and curious. And The value in being calm and curious is that that means that you know that if you allow your mind to quiet, you've got a resource, you've got a guide inside. But you can't hear a flute playing or a harp playing filled with wisdom if you've got a marching band playing in your head.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's for lessons one through four for first graders.
0: Well, and I think that's beautiful and I think that's a lesson for every single person who listens to this because it is so simple. And, you know, like I often have conversations with people and we go into these big intellectual, you know, kind of exp- explorations. But By the time we finish and we quieten down, we all come back to it's really simple, isn't it? Like it's it's so simple and and it is
1: it is simple oh I mean, it is it is so simple and the getting a glimpse of these principles allows you to experience the wonder the awe and the simplicity of life and uh, that's where love that's where love lies that's where fullness lies my my late wife wrote a without going into the story she wrote a book of poetry 65 pages of rhymed poetry over a weekend in 1984, after when I was studying the principles. And uh, it was after we had adopted our second little girl. And she was so filled with gratitude that these poetry, 65 pages in Shakespeare's iambic pentameter came to her over a weekend. Coming home to peace and quiet. Coming home to feelings warm. Coming home where there's a fullness we don't have any needs when we're full, mm-hmm. where love in me is born. Coming home is a simple journey. Takes no movement on my part. Instead of listening to my thoughts, I listen with my heart.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. Bill, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast and for sharing your wisdom. And um, I've really enjoyed our conversation.
1: Well, I like that, and I, I would it, it, you know appreciate it if you would uh, share uh, our website. So that, I will. Uh, that uh, never broken, nothing lacking. Yep. The doctor's pet it because there's a lot of free resources on there that people, if they're interested, you know, um, that-, and, that... I,
0: and I must say, because I've listened to quite a few of the interviews that you have done around things like PTSD and um, addiction and depression. And I've I've learned a huge amount from, from listening to them as well. So um, I will share your contact details. They'll be on the um, podcast provider. So, and I would highly recommend um, people check you out.
1: Yeah, there, we've, I've, I, I spent over a hundred hours on each of the two courses that are on there that are online now. And they're, they're 16 hours of presentations with another eight hours of d- discussions and questions and answers. And the second one, I actually had four women and four men as uh, co-hosts. I had eight, eight different times that I had co-hosts with me so you ha- you get different um, you know different people's views not just my own i think they would if they if it, if it becomes interesting i don't know i've never met the person yet that doesn't want to be at peace yeah and that doesn't want to be in a state of where they can freely give and receive love yes and if that's something that's of interest to you <laughs> then I think this is a direction that uh, really makes sense. Mm,
0: yeah, <laughs> me too.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for asking me. <laughs>